Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to NeuroDetergent. And this is Sarah, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Katie, licensed professional counselor. Our goal is to reach like-minded folks in an effort to connect, encourage, and support each other in our struggles navigating life with neurodivergence. What are we forgetting? Um, um oh, fun. Fun. And laughs. And laughs. Along the way, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> A stubborn stain on your atypical brain. You need neurodetergents. We're gonna spill the tea about ADHD and wipe it clean with neurodetergents. You need neurodetergents. And you are listening to Neurodetergent. We are at episode 16. The big one six. The big one six. And uh, so. Real quick, Katie, uh, we took a little hiatus, didn't we? We did. We did. We took a mental health break. We took a little mental health break. uh, Didn't really do much Facebook. Didn't do really anything on the neurodetergent page. Reddit had a blackout on a lot of the... what do you call them? Subreddits? The subreddits. Yeah, that I from frequent. What I, from what I understand, that's because like a third party. I, I, don't, I don't know if I quite understand what happened there. Third party apps were uh, banned, which some third party Not, apps. No, they weren't banned. Sorry, they just go, instituted a pricing it. model for thirty or third party apps. Okay. And it's making it prohibitively expensive for these apps to continue to operate. Um with, because some with use Reddit. bots, um, but there's also some yeah. people who like have visual impairments who use bots for that. Right. Okay. And so I have been using a third-party Reddit app for years called okay. Relay for Reddit, and it's already like you can see some things, but like any videos, nothing works. Okay. Uh, so I've been forced to use the Reddit oh. app, and I hate it. Yeah. Oh. Are you going to yeah. stop using Reddit? I don't want to stop using Reddit, but like My, if did... I can't get used to this. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce yeah. our guest first so people understand what's going yeah. on. Uh, we have here, we have Mike Underlin, uh, previous Captain Springfield for our town, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and uh, he's also a digital creator. So, Mike, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Hello. I'm, I am very excited to be here today on the Sunday afternoon. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, too. Um, Can you explain to us exactly what the whole Captain Springfield thing is? Yeah. uh, So it's this kind of competition that the Springfield News Leader, which is our local news newspaper, uh, they I asked the reporter who created this thing, like, how did he get this idea? And I guess he just really loved Captain Planet and they needed a way to bring people to the newsletter website more and to be more engaged. And so he came up with the newsletter. Kind of, it's kind of like the key newspaper, right? Well, for those that don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I hate to interrupt, but go on. And uh, so they created, it's, it's kind of like being given keys to the city, but it, it is our own superhero and they, they do it every year. There's four rounds. Anyone can nominate anybody um, online. And I, back in 2019, I was the fourth, uh, Captain Springfield. I got a cape. I got oh, on the, awesome. like front front page of the newspaper. I, it was, it was a lot of fun. Was I got a surprise uh, con- to you to be nominated. Absolutely. I mean, maybe just the original nomination didn't so much surprise me, but like, I didn't think it would go anywhere. It was one of my, uh, friends from improv from uh, springfield improv and i thought okay that's cool like i 
saw my name. Uh, she just tagged me in, in, in the Springfield Newsleader's social post, and I didn't think anything of it. And then I checked back later, and I was like, oh, I actually have like quite a few likes. And then I actually shared it on my own page and said, yeah. like, uh, please uh, vote for me. And I was in the top 16, and I guess the rest is history. So. I have been a pretty avid reader of the newsletter for for years because I worked in a restaurant called McSalty's. I don't know how many people are familiar with McSalty's, but but I worked there for like nine years and every uh, every day we'd have the paper delivered. Um, and so uh, I would read it and I got really familiar with like Steve Pokin and poking around like that, those <laughs> like those different things. So I was pretty familiar with like uh, Captain Springfield. I'm not sure. And like with the flag change and things like that, I was, mm-hmm. I I was kind of like, um, kind of like pretty in tune to that. I don't know how much Sarah and Eric, uh, like, are. Um, I wasn't. I've been okay. more in tune. I was to probably now. gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I probably wasn't yeah. living in Springfield. So, what's explained it to me? So, what do you mean, like the flag change? Oh, like when when we did like the when Springfield changed its flag and and uh, incorporated the new flag that we have now, which is uh, like was a project that um, some people did locally um, to kind of and there was uh, a lot of attention. It was to, sort of charged to our town, charged yeah. charged topic. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, people. it wasn't. It was where we worked at the time. Yeah, there was one yeah. person that we worked with who was like an ad. He, they were avidly against it, like for no real reason. They would like start talking about they it, are traditionalists about yeah it. it was like kind of like a there, thing like where i we... heard i heard i heard again and again that it's like it's got too much blue in it for of course liberals <laughs> right <laughs> wow i never even considered that love actually it. i love it i love the new flag actually like i uh, yeah, is this like a city flag yeah yeah it's, okay yeah, it's the blue has one a flag. And it's like i don't a know crown. the flag I, uh, have you to should look, look it up. up um but yeah it's something so, I, I and then we uh, had worked with somebody who who was uh, nominated one year, so I was kind of knew about it from that. Um, so, sure. do you feel a sense of responsibility, like when you're like out as cap, like if you're at an event, <laughs> like an official capacity? Yeah, like, does it feel no. like there, you got to be like kind of a role model or a vigilante? I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, sure. I mean, I, I have I had fun with it. I mean, there's a new captain now, so I don't want to take away from like their. Oh, for sure, sure. Like their time to shine. But what I really loved is they, as part of winning this, I thought like, well, well, so what though? Like what, who cares? But they actually gave me, uh, they had the Captain Springfield uh, Twitter account that they handed over and they handed over each year Okay. to the new, and it went, and the t- like, it had a lot of followers. And I thought, okay, for the first time, like I have this outlet, like with a lot of like Springfield leadership, a lot of nonprofit uh leaders follow it pretty religiously mm-hmm. and i thought okay like what what do i post on here what do i stand for yeah. and i that's when i kind of went in a deep dive into every pretty much every nonprofit in springfield and figured out like what they were about who who the who the key like i made a lot of connections with like the glow center uh, i tried to really promote marginalized groups uh and awesome. naacp well, and congratulations and on I saw your new board member for the Literacy Council, Ozark Literacy that's Council. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I That's awesome. How'd you get involved with that? Well, um one of my friends, Abby Glenn, uh she was reading to th- I believe third graders once a month and it, I just thought it was really cool and I started to ask and she would post about it and I was just like, "What what is this?" and 
she just said like, it's really fulfilling. It doesn't take up much time. And there's so many kids that they don't have, she's like, well, they don't have a lot of role models. And, you know, I come in and that's how I got connected. Uh, so McGregor Elementary, I read to fourth graders uh, once a month, been doing it for about a year now. And I really liked that. And then that kind of got me into like, what else does the Ozarks Literacy Council do? And so then I am now uh, an a board member, which is, this is my first, like, I guess, not like junior level. Like I, I was like in a young professionals group and I've, I've, I've been board members and different things like that, but this is like in a, a, a real, you know, uh, fully fledged, uh, member. And so I'm learning the ropes. I, I love volunteering. I've done a lot of work for boys and girls club. I was there. Uh, they had a young professionals group uh, called club blue that I was the PR communication chair for, I've done uh, a lot of work for like Harmony House. I do, uh, they have a, something called the Purple Party, which is a really awesome 80s party oh, yeah, that I help I plan that. every year. I saw some posts on that and I thought that looked really cool. Um, so like, this is something that I would like to get into, like the volunteering for reading for, mm-hmm. you know, kids and stuff. Cause I like doing stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff is fun. However, uh, I feel like, there might be some kind of stigma for, you know, just some single white male showing up at a school to read to children. Do you deal with anything <laughs> like that, Mike, at all? I, I, no, I really, I've been lucky. I will say I'm, I'm, I think only one of like two men that do it. It is mostly, um, I would say like, like just volunteering for nonprofits. It's, it's, it's probably 80 20 yeah. 80 20 percent like when i when so I, you're saying it's a good way to be meet women oh my god <laughs> you're so I, ridiculous I, I, don't, don't I, I never thought about it well no not not reading the children but you know just volunteering for nonprofits in okay, general gotcha. <laughs> i i will say i mean Anybody who wants to volunteer for a nonprofit, I think it's a wonderful idea, regardless of who you do that by as. I, I, I had to do that a lot in my last, in one of the roles that I was in at the hospital I used to work at. And I served on, um, like, a few boards. I've, I served on, like, a board for the Alzheimer's Association, like, um, mm-hmm. like Listen, things like that. And it, it was, like, I, I was a really positive experience. We went and did, like, a like career days at all the schools and things like that. And I, I had a really good time doing that. Um, I don't know, like, I, I definitely don't know about like, uh, meeting potential romantic partners, but you might try it. Go, you, how about you should go to the, what is it? Um, what are the group of people that like, uh, Gosh, I can't think of it. Don't worry about it. Never mind. Um, it'll come to it's, me. It's cool. But speaking of <laughs> speaking of potential random I partners. Know. Uh, I know, right? Speaking of potential part- romantic partners. I said random. Pro- romantic partners. Uh, yes. One of the questions that was suggested that we ask you in particular are what would be like a dating red flag? We're jumping over. We jump all over everything. Yeah, it can stand. Uh, ADHD. Sure. It is what it is. But, you know, we do talk about <laughs> dating a lot sure. on this show. And uh uh, what would be mm-hmm. some of your red flags as far as who who would not be a good uh, partner for you? Sp- uh, anyone into sports? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, I, 
Ditto. We do trivia. We do trivia every Thursday, and anytime a sports uh, no, round like, comes up, no, we're like, "Shit! Like no. this is not going to be good." I, I love like learning about people and their passions, but honestly, I and I've tried. I've tried so hard, but like you know, going especially on first dates through like a dating app, and just like as soon as they start to go into sports, I just blank out. Like I just start staring at the person behind them and just. Yeah, like I can't, I can't do it. And that's that's interesting because you know you don't typically expect women to be into sports. Oh man, when you're when you're meeting, and, but I've most, met yeah. a lot of like, I mean, they they might be into like one team, but they aren't really into like, like the sports. Chiefs. Like They'll the go Chiefs, off exactly. on Chiefs yeah. or like yes. Cardinals uh, because there's a lot of St. Louis, uh, like there's a lot of people from St. Louis that go to college down here. Yeah, and you'll meet a lot of people wow. that are really into the Cardinals, and they'll start talking, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Like I can't Ugh. even get there. If, <laughs> I can I can halfway pass like for a sports person if they're talking about the Chiefs. I at least know a couple names I can throw out right. and say like, wow, they had a terrible year this year, you know. <laughs> but really, it's it's all I'm faking it. I yeah. I I know just almost nothing in it. I, you know what? There's plenty of interests out there. There's plenty of wonderful things to be interested about. And you know what? Sports isn't my thing. Yeah, and that's okay. A lot, like a lot of the clients that I work with, uh, are around the age where they're dating, right? They're like in their twenties to thirties and they talk, uh, and a lot of them are neurodivergent and a lot of, uh, the conversations that we have are about like how, you know, the differences in dating, uh, online, um, and like some of the ways that like being neurodivergent or being, um, like demisexual or something like that, uh, how that affects dating online, Sarah, do you have clients that that struggle like oh, with online yeah. dating and w- with what you attribute to because they're neurodivergent? Um, yeah, well, and also the, specifically the demisexual thing. I have yeah. a lot of clients that have a hard time with that because it's like hard for them to know until they like see someone in person and talk to them. A it's little like bit they yeah, if they, there's attraction or not. A lot of times they yeah. feel like they have to invest a lot in yeah. the beginning, but like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of investment in the beginning. Do you, do you think that it's more difficult to online date? Uh, being neurodivergent or like suspecting that you might be neurodivergent like um, has yes. that been a yes. struggle yeah, yeah yeah, I know it has been for me <laughs> big time I, so, I'm just I, I'm just not a like my interest as, as a you know 41 year old man I am not your typical 41 year old dude living in the Ozarks my you know I, I definitely don't fall into peer pressure as much the older i get the more i'm just like this is what i like this is who i am like you're either mm-hmm. gonna be cool about yeah, it or you, not i i'm the we're the same age yeah michael and so it's like yeah. um i'm definitely a lot more comfortable just presenting who i am at this age than i was maybe 20 years ago right. for sure um you know yes. trying to be all cool nobody wants that i guess I think we'll, people want people who are real i yeah well, and before we get a two ahead of yeah, ourselves let's loop back around real quick too we haven't we haven't really asked mike anything about his neurodivergence so like your experience with that <laughs> mike i and, sure. and um i'm not sure what you're comfortable sharing there but like any, we'd be happy to hear anything you're comfortable with yeah and i've you know i've talked with uh therapist in the past about it gotten some good feedback i'm not officially diagnosed with any anything and i just haven't really sought that out Mm um my what i call quirks i've definitely tried to use them to my advantage 
you know, in life, but I, there are things that I'm a lot better at now than I used to be. I used to, um, I've, I have a lot of obsessive compulsive, uh, traits. I, I do a lot of stimming hand gestures. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I, I chronically bite my fingers. Well, like I have stim, uh, stimming, I guess, like toys and things like, 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 Right here, this is a stem toy. Um, I forgot mine, and I'm literally little... just pulling the skin off of my thumbs. So that's cool. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Katie, do you want one of my rings? Yeah. <laughs> just to have something I... in your hands. To... It just I, yeah, because yeah, that's one of the things that I do is like I I chronically like pull, like uh, pull my cuticles like mm-hmm. around my mm-hmm. then the skin around my my thumbs. Yeah, I I twirl my hair. Yeah. I do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I. If I, if I do have facial hair, I'll start, like, yeah. ripping it out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my oh, my son has told me that. Like, he's kind of, like, you know, I've had clients who have, like, pulled the, the their hair, like, there. And it's, like, just, it's something that. Oh, if I have a chin hair or something, oh, oh my, my gosh. Right? I cannot function until it's gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably TMI, but, like, TMI, 40 no. and over. That's, yeah, I mean, everybody can relate. And right. if you'd like to tell us how you deal with unsightly hair, just email <laughs> us at neurodetergent.gmail.com. <laughs> um, and there is, there is like this, um, you know, people talk about like uh, being self-identified or self-diagnosed or, or whatever you call it. And I tell um, – it is expensive, first of all, to get a formal mm-hmm. diagnosis in any kind of um, – like any kind of neurological – and disorder. if you aren't seeking medication or accommodation, then you have to weigh what is the benefit, right? Like the cost benefit of sure. getting diagnosed, right? And so I just well, want to, yeah, go ahead, go on. I was just going to say, like, I don't, um, I want to make sure to be clear, just like how I feel about that, and in saying that, like, I think that self diagnosis or like talking to a therapist and and like getting, um, you know, getting. like reassured that like these are some of the traits that like you have and like working and finding coping skills to to um you know cope with work around them and things like that that's valid that that is valid and that that is that i would not ever want to invalidate somebody for not wanting to spend you know fifteen hundred dollars to get a diagnosis so that like other people feel like they can validate you (laughs) yeah i would say unless you're wanting to seek like medication kind of treatment for it yeah right or accommodation some people for school or for work you can get an accommodation with official diagnosis it might benefit some people um so speaking of coping mechanisms one of the questions i i didn't go over with you earlier michael but uh, one of the Ooh. things that we had talked about oh earlier <laughs> is what kind of like you know thinking back you know on on how you deal with these things what are some like quirky coping mechanisms that kind of help you get through your day and stay on task like it's, i'm a spreadsheet oh, sure. guy i have a lot of spreadsheets i keep lots of notifications alarms it's you know my entire life down to the hour is scheduled it seems like i i'll tell you my phone i am i'm yelling i'm telling it my phone like remind me of this remind me of this Mm -hmm. today remind me of this it throughout the week i have so many reminders i've got many many google docs and spreadsheets just like I'm planning a trip to Disney World in September, and I've I've already oh, got nice. an entire folder of probably like 20 documents that I'm How already just. How many times have you been? How many trips does this make? I think this is number number 
six. Oh nice. Disney World. And so, is, is like there anything special about this one that you want to share? Like if there's uh, like anything um, significant about it? Are you going to propose? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Eric. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did propose at uh, the Magic Kingdom one time to <laughs> – did not go well. Oh, um, yikes. <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to open God, up any wounds. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah, I was with, with someone for three years and – proposed during the fireworks had a had a professional photographer and you know uh they did not apparently share in my love for oh, certain man. things but that's it's great that i found that out then then yeah. you know actually so probably yeah. won't be like repeating that <laughs> no i don't think i'll be no more proposals in theme parks i think that's a rule general rule that that's i have off the- i would say Yes, I will cross that off the back bucket list. I would say this is my first time. I think since since like co like going since COVID, it's been it's been oh, several yeah. years. Uh, it's it's just different now. Everything's different, and I I'm going with uh, my partner. I've uh, we've never been together before, and she's really excited. Like on a trip or like. Uh, yeah, like you've never been you know. together. Yeah. Have you even met this person? No. no, no. <laughs> no. And, so they they haven't been to Disney World since they were like a child, so they're excited to go. Is and, Disney World and in share... California, Florida? Okay, Disney World's in Florida. Disneyland's in California. Okay. Yes, and I whenever I my dad lives in California, so I kind of grew up at least going to Disneyland once per summer, okay. and that's just something that was really once I got. In my teenage years, I got too cool for school and go until, you know, finding myself again in my creative outlets and then suddenly hyper focusing on like Disney is one of the things that I I've been hyper focusing on for probably 2014. Okay. So, well, it's been one interest. It's funny because we have all these questions that we wanted to ask you that we're kind of are are leading ourselves into. So let's, we are going to get to hyperfixations here soon. Yeah. Uh, But let's talk about COVID and the impact that it's had on you as a person. Um, And especially like, um, you know, were you on lockdown? Do you work from home? Do you work in an office? Like, how did it change things for you? Well, I did work in an office and then we all got sent home. Uh, and luckily they were really cool about, you know, setting up everything. It took about two weeks, but for me, it was just tough because I was in, it was actually the same relationship. It didn't work out through Disney. We were living together at the time and we broke up at the very end of January, 2020. So I was looking for another place to live. Oh no. And then everything just shut down. And I was already not very happy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and we were, just kind of, it was almost like a sitcom. We were just stuck together, living. You know, there's nowhere in oh, literal, awkward, a literally right? yeah. a, a shutdown. And Yikes. luckily, I was still I was still Captain Springfield during that time. And I had total strangers in town message me, being like, "Help! Like, what are you oh, gonna?" Shit. And I'm sure they were just messing with yeah. me. Do you so think? They were just like, how are you? I don't know. <laughs> how are you gonna I, get us out of this? Yeah, Captain? come on, Captain. Like, yeah, was, save us. Literally. <laughs> Literally, I had about three strangers ask me that. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I, gosh. No pressure. I had – so what nonprofits figured out, like some of the nonprofits were freaking out because they're 
when, when something like a global global catastrophe happens, what's the first thing that people do? They tighten up their belts for nonprofits yeah. do- donations. So they're having to pivot everything, and they figured out I would. I made a rule when I was captain Springfield that I would never turn down a nonprofit, a legitimate nonprofit if they asked for my help. And I started helping certain nonprofits and then others started to ask for my help and be involved. And I would edit videos for them. I would do whatever they needed. I was in a couple uh, marketing campaigns. So there was the Springfield uh, regional art. The Springfield regional arts council did this uh, captain's, challenge because they knew that kids and families were both stuck at home during this time and they're like what we so we came up with a a activity a day you know one was music one was dancing you know and each day we chose an arts a form of art and all they had to do is you know the kids had to do something with the families and they sent in the videos or a picture Mm -hmm. and all you had to do is prove that you like did the challenge each day and then we sent you free tickets for uh cider days uh so it was a lot of fun just to do things like that and and work with these nonprofits and figure out ways to get people just out of the house to sitting there just stressing out did it get to a point where it was like you kind of like did like where you were maxed out kind of like where it was like like suddenly you were like oh like i've got a lot going here it got close. Yeah. I just kind of found it within me. I, I just kept, it kept me busy. It kept me yeah. my mind off just like, I, having to look for a place. Yeah. So like, at, like during COVID is it, probably around May is when I started working for a platform uh, where we where like I worked with international clients. And so mm-hmm. I had like on my caseload, suddenly it was like, I had like, I realized I had all these doctors and nurses and it was, it would be just like days where it would be just sessions of like doctors and nurses kind of just crying literally like, and, and there yeah. it's sort of like you just do what you have to do and, and then like get to get through it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, try to find a way to get through it. And then suddenly it was just like, I, you know, like you were through it, but it was like, Oh, that was a lot, you know? And it was like kind of the after realization that was like, Oh, that was, that was heavy. That was a lot of, that was a lot going on. I'm wondering if you felt the same. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was, I don't like a lot of massive change all at once and it was just nothing but change. (laughs) And I'm a, I like connecting with people. I like making friends. I like staying active and everything that I, I, I guess my safety, my, my little security mm-hmm. blankets were all going away. Yeah. I literally could not just go to a pub or, or like a brewery and just hang out with friends. Like I, I, my typical ways of just kind of dealing with stress weren't available and I had to yeah. figure out new ones. We have a question for you. Um, what's your big hyper-focus, Shit. hyper-fixation right now? Oh, definitely. I would, I would say, it's probably been dizzy. Disney would be the number one for the last like couple years. Oh wow! I would say. <laughs> well, I, I also I want to just pause for a second because it, I feel like um, you you said that you you have kind of features that um, align with like a like a obsessive compulsive disorder. Is that so? 
So True. that might look a lot different. So under the like umbrella, just to rem- just yeah. to like bring everyone back, yeah. under the umbrella of neurodivergence, we have ADHD, OCD, and autism spectrum yes. disorder, and symptoms overlap, right? right. And whereas like mm-hmm. I identify True. more with autism spectrum disorder side, Katie and Eric identify more with ADHD, and now we're bringing in someone who can identify with OCD yeah. side more, which we have not, which we really haven't talked about, haven't which, talked about, which, which is might cool. look a little bit different well, we too, and, and hyperfixation, right? Because of the because of the significance of like compulsive thoughts right or like compulsive sure. behavior might look different also the ability to have like long sustained yes. commitments to things um sometimes is yeah. falls you, more under your we, category do you want to kind of go into like how it is for you yes and okay. it, as i said it's a lot better i used to <laughs> i got roommates uh uh years back in my uh, early 30s and just living with roommates really caused some problems I mean they weren't like there was normal people who just were normally messy and I would come in and the kitchen would be just like a mess and I would just like start to I would break out in a sweat I would like shake I would have panic attacks I remember days where like I like I hated making my bed because I would spend just I would like not be able to make meetings or be late to places because I'm just like trying to remake my bed and remake my bed. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy with it. Like the sheet wasn't exactly like centered and I've found coping mechanisms to deal with a lot of those, those things that I simply, I love everything. Like my coasters exactly like one inch away from the edge of the table. I like everything in my and my home is is exactly like symmetrical and geometrically yeah. uh yeah, <laughs> like I, separated. I, can, I can relate to a lot of that i'm sure like so sarah and i moved in together recently and like there i'm not like i don't experience things to that extent but when things are out of order or not how i want them i do experience mm-hmm. that in a way that maybe like it's distressing to you. It's distressing, yeah. And it like yeah. it feels like um, you know, part of uh like taking a mental health break recently was just like trying to cope with like the transition of moving and like having thing and having things everywhere. everything like disrupted. just even talking about it now yeah. makes me start to feel pretty distressed. Um and so like just I, I have a so you probably can relate to that in a way like that maybe Sarah and Eric maybe can't like just like how distressing that is for me and like how it can really send my mental health into a tailspin and like cause me to feel pretty paralyzed mm-hmm. and like immobile. <laughs> I, and I have to ask the question to myself. It's like, are these things causing, causing me to uh, miss important things in my life? Yeah. Are they causing problems in my everyday life? And I had to say yes for a while and I did see a therapist and I did, you know, we worked on some, coping mechanisms and you know I have to understand that like I can't have control over everything in my life I think mm-hmm. control is a lot of it and you know not everything can be perfect and I have to choose I, I have to pick and choose what in my life I can focus those thoughts on yeah and <laughs> so. yeah all right so I think um do you do you have ADHD or um like autistic t- like traits that come out or like that you've talked about with a therapist or that you care to share here before we go I mean, into like hyperfixations? I mean the the hyperfixations themselves. I, I 
don't know. I mean, it's a spectrum and I, I don't know where, right. where exactly I fall on it. Right. You know, there, there are just some, some traits that I do have, you, you know, like I know uh, people usually on the spectrum, like trains is, is a, a common uh, example of being fixated on. And I, I don't necessarily love trains, but like, there's a lot of things like trains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. Oh, one thing we were, I wanted to ask is, um, Eric had a, a more colorful way to phrase it, but like what piece of like memorabilia from like fandoms that you love is like the thing mm-hmm. that you would most. Cause you collect a lot of stuff, you know, I do. I, do. I can relate to like that a, part of like a Star Wars coveted items. Yeah, I, I I love the '80s and '90s. I have tons of toys and all sorts of things from like my childhood. That's I would say like if if I had a, a neuro superpower, it would probably be just my knowledge of uh, pop culture '80s '80s '90s yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I would say like I I have a Galaga uh, behind me. Wow, a that's so cool. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's almost in perfect condition. I, I absolutely love that. I I have a Andre Matisse original uh, that I wow. managed to find it at a garage sale, uh, and that's I mean like probably my most valuable thing. Yeah. Uh, but I it, think yeah. Do you have a proton pack? I do. I have a, <gasps> a Hasbro came out with a movie like it. It's got. Uh, <laughs> It's got actual like vibrating motors inside of it. <laughs> oh, that's it so is. cool! All, all, like all the switches work the way they do in the movie. Does it come with a foot trap? The the trap you throw out that no, opens? Oh, no! Unfortunately, that probably I'll have to spend another couple hundred dollars on that when they decide to release that. But right. they, I mean, there's other ones out there. But yeah, Hasbro did. It was about f- how much I spent on it? Five hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh, oh wow! I bet it's cool. Yeah. That's like how much so, the new air, like the the AirPod uh, headphones are that I really want. Like the over the year headphones oof. are like five five thirty or something. I'm like, so do I, 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 oh, <laughs> I love Ghostbusters, and I yeah. as a kid I had one of those like the cheap the this the cheap like Kinder Toys packs, and I I remember being as a kid like it's like if they ever did a toy like the one in the movie, I I have to buy it. I yeah. remember that, <laughs> and it was a lot of money. <laughs> But I knew if I didn't do it, I would kick myself in the butt. Yeah. Like, I had to get it. It's on, mounted on my wall in my bedroom. Oh, that's so. freaking awesome. How I... often do you wear it, like, around the house? <laughs> it's, you know, I I don't really, every once in a while, like, if a friend comes over, I'll, I'll pull it off the wall, and you'll usually want to try it on. I um, I'm part of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm part of Ghostbusters of the Ozarks, which is, like, I mean, I'm big into cosplay, and I've heard, like, Cosplay could be a form of masking, which oh, yeah. is definitely masking's on the neurodivergent. Uh, For sure. <laughs> but I love. There's a group of people that we all. I think we're all probably on the spectrum somewhere, but we <laughs> we're all Ghostbusters. <laughs> we all go to nonprofit events, dressed as Ghostbusters, oh, and awesome. people love it. There's, there's so a, do you have cool. a Janine? There's an ecto. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there we do have a Janine. There's oh, also, that's so cool. You know, men and women. <laughs> I've seen you all out before. Yes. I haven't seen a Janine yet, but so yeah. if we had to diagnose every Ghostbuster, oh gosh, I don't know enough. Egon. Is oh, Egon's on on the autism spectrum, right? <laughs> uh, maybe on the OCD side. Maybe. Vankman's like ADHD. Vankman has ADHD. ADHD. For sure. Is yeah. that is that uh... Peter Vankman is like the one that's more like you, Bill Murray. Oh. Um, Dan Aykroyd's yes. character is. <laughs> more like um they're like autism spectrum right and then like um yeah, winston's yeah. probably neurotypical. winston the straight man he, in the he's comedy. definitely he's definitely the neurotypical person in that yeah group. yeah Sorry, that's my alarm my bad um i like that i like <laughs> diagnosing ghostbusters yes i i said if i if i could have one memorabilia from anywhere it would be the karaoke machine from cable guy um, Ooh, like the one that good. was used in the actual yeah, movie. Yeah, the one that was Same used model. in the actual movie that he sang out of. That's a good like one. The mic, I want to hold the microphone that I used to sing. I know. want, you know, in the never ending story with the um, princess has the thing on her oh, head. Yes. I want that. I tried to remake yes. the jewel thing. It's yes. beautiful. Oh, I know, right? It looks so breakable. I love that. It looks so I, breakable. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have it. It's beautiful, though. Because <laughs> I would it's probably so break it, but it's but, so pretty. What would you I promise next time. I promise oh. next time I come over, I'll bring the proton pack. Yes. And you can yes. all wear it and yes. fulfill we'll your childhood a, dreams. Uh, I want to p- take we a picture We need to have a, like a, a home housewarming like, or something. Like a housewarming party. Barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. I want, Mike, you might you might yeah. think this is a little too dorky for you. I want <laughs> I want Ric Flair's big gold and heavyweight championship <laughs> belt, man. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's I, what I, I would want. love that. I'd put it mounted above my TV. Oh, Fuck no. yeah. oh right. But the dazzling, dazzleness oh. of it would distract from watching television. Have it would you, ruin the experience. Have either of you seen a picture? It would. No, I've, no, I, I haven't. Know what it Talk is. amongst yourselves. I'll pull it up. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, Katie, what was? what's your... Do you want to ask Mike about what your yes, latest fixation? So, um, as a way to distract myself uh, from the transition of moving house, I have researched probably a to- accumulated 40 hours, hours yeah. minimum yeah. of researching the Malaysian mm-hmm. Air uh, Flight 370 that went missing in oh. the Indian Ocean in 2014, May 8th, or sorry, March 8th. Um, yeah, and I w- was wondering if you re- recall anything about that, or what you think might have happened to that airplane. Oh, I think recovered any of the wreckage or anything. I think as a Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle still an answer? Is that no? That's still, not possible. Uh, it was in the Indian Ocean. That's nowhere near. Mm, you can't. You can't mm. escape this question by just saying the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> to, get out of, to get out of any any but possible. We, well, hold, hold, hold up. Wouldn't that be the nature of the Bermuda Triangle to switch locations? No. Oh my gosh. Yes. No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys are trying to play with different rules. Uh, there is a theory about the Bermuda Triangle and gas pockets. Maybe it's gas yes. pockets. Uh, or gas tiny pockets black hole. all the way down i i'm thinking Indian tiny Ocean. black hole tiny black hole and i have yeah. i have watched some some documentaries about it it is the it is one of the aviation's greatest mysteries besides amelia Hart. well that's no it's greater than that okay fair yeah <laughs> were you was the was the bermuda triangle a big concern of yours when you were younger mike I think it, yes, absolutely. I think we talked about it in school a lot. I feel like it's something Quicksand, that has been like, long forgotten. 
Right. And it was serious. It was like yeah. the serious thing. I'm like, well, I'll be sh- t- be sure to tell my mom when I get home. Yeah, and I've never been anywhere. to the, the Caribbean. Like, I'm not going yeah, anywhere near there. Here's what we need to do, and and maybe this will will help the world. Let's let's try and steer <laughs> the, the steer the narrative of you know how everyone's like uh, up in arms against like trans folks and drag queens and things like that. Let's mm-hmm. let's try and steer the the that talking point to the Bermuda Triangle instead. So that we get a real and investigation like, and be like the real problem <laughs> yes. isn't drag queens the real problem isn't the lgbtq people the real problem is the bermuda triangle and why aren't the liberals doing anything about it let's personify the bermuda triangle into a character that looks like trump oh my gosh yeah. I'll, oh, I'll work on that it's a br- bermuda trapezoid how do we know yes! it <laughs> I love oh, it. that hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So right. we do we uh, uh, in every episode or or as much as we try to every episode we talk about like what we're here for this week. Um, sure. And it's just like some news we got or something like that's happened or or just like what's been going on for us that like we're kind of here for. We're like here to celebrate or like feel good. Yeah, I'm here for it. What are you here for, Eric? Pass. I'm here to celebrate let me my think about it. Let me think about it for a second. I I didn't think we would be jumping into it this quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was looking at the time. Like, so Start I with figured. Mike. Okay, let's start with Mike. What are you here for, Mike? What are you okay. here for? As in like this podcast or just like just in your life in- oh today like i can give an example yeah. like what i'm here for right now okay. is um like eric made this most amazing sourdough bread i've ever had and we katie made it for me last night toasted with orange marmalade on it and i could die that's what i'm here for right now like Ooh. i'm so excited in life i mean about that. i think that's my answer too like i'm here because i i spent all day in the kitchen yesterday yeah uh, yeah experimenting with different baking things and uh, since I've been kind of taking a break from social media and Reddit and all yeah. of those things, uh, yeah. I've been in the kitchen a lot this last week and experimenting with challenging recipes and challenging techniques. So like the yes. sourdough that Sarah mentioned is like 100% hydration, which means it has the it equal amounts of flour and water. Um, yes, which makes course. the dough incredibly wet and difficult to... Um, <laughs> deal with so you know i i feel like i'm (laughs) really uh working on perfecting some techniques there tell me tell me more about that wet dough oh my god let me tell you about how we slap and fold that dough oh my god stop (laughs) i'm here for the wet wet dough another thing i'm here for is one of the things i've been putting off has been uh matching up all my socks. I, I like to have, you know, funny, colorful socks, as I'm sure you probably do, Mike. Um, oh, I have plenty. And I've been, I've been in this mode of not wanting to fold any laundry, so I've just kind of been letting this pile of clean clothes just mm-hmm. accumulate in the without folding and putting them away. So over the weekend I've sure. fold I've washed rewashed everything, folded everything, and then I have like probably two and a half months worth of socks. To match up together. And what I'm here for is that when Sarah got here, she just started matching them up for me. 
<laughs> they're almost oh. all done. They're We're really done. close. We're, We're almost ninety-five percent awesome. done. I'm I'm here for the wet dough. Obviously, how could I not be? Yes. Um, who wouldn't be? Uh, I'm here for the marmalade. <laughs> always. Um, I got some apple butter. Lady apple butter is always a good. I'm here for always a good, always a go, always uh, whatever. A um, I'm here for like, uh, kind of, hopefully the whole transition of things passing and, and like yes. uh, waking up tomorrow to a better, to better day and like be feeling more capable. Um, so here's yeah. to here stability. Here's to this episode of depression <laughs> coming to it. And yeah. we're on the downward. <laughs> yeah. We're, on a downward, on downward we're landing. <laughs> so, all right. So what are you here for Mike? I'm here. So as, I'm not sure if you know, I'm a sort of a social influencer on a couple different channels yeah. of, of social media. And I took, a, I, I liked, I do take breaks. That's something that in the past I've definitely gotten burned out on hardcore and had to, has been a source of stress. And so I've been kind of easing back into TikTok again. And I went to Branson has an 80s, uh, 1980s museum. It's just dedicated to all things 80s. What? We have to go. Yes. And they had an 80s cafe. So I went there a few weeks ago and just recorded a whole bunch of stuff about it. And I've been uh, kind of editing a little bit here and there on TikTok, uh, just kind of like having a lazy Sunday and what's showing my TikTok 80- handle or whatever. Yeah. What's your what's your social Everything's, media handles? Uh, my, just Michael Underlin, my, you know, Michael. And then my last name, U-N-D-E-R-L-I-N is pretty much on everything except YouTube. On YouTube, it's Mike, the letter N, Gary, Mike and Gary. Mm-hmm. And so got about 70,000 followers on that oh, one. I, I put a lot of work, a lot of yeah. work in that yeah. over the years. Wow. So Cool. So like, yeah. what is it? Uh, we need to go to that. You know, do you feel thing. like it's... Uh, <laughs> maybe a neurodivergent thing that drive to be creative like that? Or, or, you know, have you always been the kind of person who like, I've got to be creating something. I've got to have a YouTube channel or a TikTok or, you know, I, it, 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 it took meeting the right people to really break me out of my shell. I was really quiet growing up. Uh, I was, I guess my family was on the like lower, this just, we, we had trouble making, my mom was a single mom who had trouble making ends meet. Yeah, so I I've been there. didn't have the nicest clothes, you know? And so it took till probably at, till I was about 24, 25 before I started to understand like, Oh, I do like doing these things and I'm good at it. And I love mm-hmm. showing my creative side and it, Definitely didn't happen in high school because <laughs> high school was pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you and I have a lot in common. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. a lot of things, because a lot of the things that you're saying, I would have said the exact same thing. It may have started a little bit earlier sure. for me into adulthood because it was pretty much yeah. once I moved here and started working downtown mm-hmm. at 21 years old and just kind of got out there and, um, you know, by 22, I'm hosting the booty contest in front of 500 people every Wednesday night <laughs> oh at the gosh. Rockwell on Gross. $5 all you can drink tonight. <laughs> but like just being comfortable to be on stage in front of yep. a yeah. crowd of people once a week. Um, you know, if you had told me that when I was still mm-hmm. in high school, I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. I don't think I could have imagined doing this podcast oh. like until I'd met like Sarah. I, yeah. I think it's really huge like to have a person 
in your life who like encourages you to do those things and who's like, no, that's a good idea. Like you're actually like, that makes sense. Or like, like you should share that. Or that looks like somebody who's like supporting you and like saying like, you're like, you should do more of that. And and, like, until you get like, you have something to say. Yeah. Experience that. Like you're, I just kind of went along thinking like that nobody would want to know or hear that or like know that or see that or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a huge yes. component. It's like having somebody that supports you and encourages you to do like that stuff. And, and honest, honestly, you know, social media didn't really exist until in its like current forms. Like I remember getting uh, my first viral video was on the, they put it on the front page of MySpace and that blew my mind. Wow. Like, Holy one shit. Day. Yeah. MySpace. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, I just you've remember. had a few things go viral. Like you've had a few things that w- have gone really viral. Like, um, like on like yeah, like the fucking Daily Show or like the early show or whatever they call it. I don't know what it's called anymore. Yeah, the Stephen news. Colbert. Yeah, Stephen like Colbert things show. like that. Yeah, you've got stuff on the Stephen. Wait, hold up. <laughs> For real? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, what, it was. It was that... a few months ago. Well, I was like, at so a just wedding, if like on his uh, late night and... talk show. Yeah. Wait, so tell me about yes. this, man. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, so I, uh, you know, get, getting into TikTok and I was at a wedding, my friend's wedding, and she was married, the guy she was marrying, he was one of the people that like created the original O'Reilly jingle, you know, the O, yeah. O, O'Reilly yeah. song. O, and they o, had, o. they're all. Probably can't do that. O'Reilly. <laughs> so, <laughs> We've all so, heard it. <laughs> Yes, we've all heard it. So they actually had all the original people that uh, pretty much most of the original people that sang that song there at the wedding. So they decided she it was great. She had a bullhorn and she was doing direct like directing this Mm -hmm. uh, song in front of everybody. So, of course, I recorded it and didn't think much of it. I did get permission since I do work for O'Reilly to post it uh, from our social media manager. And I posted it at like 830 at night. Didn't really think much of it. I, I only have like 200 followers on TikTok. And then the next morning it had about 900,000 views. Oh my and God. my phone was just b- yeah. blowing up. And about 930 that morning, the New York Post uh, contacted me. And it really blew up. And, you know, the two days later, I woke up to like seven or eight texts from my friends across the country being like, yeah, I watched you on the Stephen, <laughs> yeah. you know, late night with Stephen Colbert. Wow. So, That's so crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how like instant that th- those, yeah. those things can be. But like, mm-hmm. even like your YouTube channel, like with the, like the turtles, uh, like, uh, yes, like video you did. I mean, like that's had like massive, like, re- like yeah. engagement. 20. Yeah. 29 million views. And I'll tell you, when, when I did that one, we just, we put, there's some videos that we will put six months of work into, like with props and, yeah. and uh, like costumes. And that one, we just like really just shit out, to be honest. Really? And we, it was one of like several videos we've done that day. hilarious. In the first year, it only got it got like five thousand views, and so I changed the thumbnail to my friend just pouring ooze yeah. all over him, his, his bare chest, and then immediately it like started to go viral, and it which shows you like how much like yeah. things like thumbnails for, for videos really work. Did you have to learn and, that? Like, did you learn that and then go back and go, oh, this thumbnail is gonna make it take off? Like, oh, 
I mean, uh, the YouTube channel, me and, and my friend Gary started uh, like a decade ago, That's and my we've, dog's name, it's by been the way. constant. I know you know that, but like, oh, that nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, I learned over and over because it was like the early days of YouTube trying to figure out like what, what works, what doesn't, you know, just showing, doing what we are passionate about, which was live action game, game video games that we loved. We would dress up as those characters. And, and I, I would put uh, characterization to some of these things like like Gordon Freeman from Half-Life shell from the portal games and be like, well, if they did have a personality, what would that be? And to have those explode uh, viral, there's like in Russia, they would, would play our videos and dub Russian voices I love it. and actually have the network oh, logo. That's so cool. <laughs> You're like, did you make Russian money propaganda? on propaganda? Oh my gosh. No, no. You got no, paid, got, you, they, you got, got, get paid from any of that? Russia, anything goes in Russia. I, mean, <laughs> I have no Russian ties. <laughs> there. There is a person that uh, one of our actor who plays Gordon Freeman, which is a video game based on a video game character. He was in, in this bar in the middle of U- like Ukraine in the middle of nowhere. And someone recognized him from one of oh our videos wow. and just said, Gordon Freeman. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and so we every few years, like we there was a novel that was written in, in Russia that they wanted to use his likeness, one of our photos wow. of him dressed as that character. Oh like, so I got to kind of like develop this character and define who this person was. And it really caught on in, in mainstream media to the point where now there's like a lot of other content with it that all stemmed from me being like, I, I want to do this. I want to recreate this game. Yeah. But what? Live That's action. awesome, man. That's so cool. That is really yeah, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that maybe start a channel or start a social media thing or like us starting a podcast that, you know, mm-hmm. it, all it takes is the right person hearing it, the right people sharing it. You know, and then mm-hmm. it can spread like wildfire. So that's that's really awesome, man. I bet it's very validating too for the yeah. for all the work that you've done. Especially, um, yeah. I just try not not to read peculiar. the comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really. That's cool. what I think. Yeah. One of the things that I think is so cool and that I admire about that is that it's you all were being so authentic to your interest in yourself yeah. and like not it just doing something that you brought you joy that you love and like how much that resonated with people. I think yeah. that's really cool. So speaking I, of, uh, you know, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say you have like, especially early on, we, we made nothing off our videos. And it's like, if you're spending all this time outside of your day job doing this hard work, you, you want it to not feel like work. And honestly, there was a few videos that we tried that I don't think none of any of us were really into that certain thing. And you, you could tell there was like yeah. just a lack of that passion. And we just decided pretty early on that we, at least one of us had to have a true passion for that topic or else we wouldn't, wouldn't pursue it. We had to, we, one we wanted had to be true to, like, to our carry fans. carry the, the, the passion, even if it was something like a little bit weird or like uh, peculiar. Mm-hmm. They're like, as long as they were like carrying that, that torch of, <laughs> Like oh, everybody else every is kind of like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Every single video I have is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. So when you say you're obsessed with like eighties and nineties stuff, do you get into, are you, do you primarily listen to eighties and nineties music or are you more like modern music? 
it's it's a little bit of both. I mean, it just depends on what mood I'm in. I I honestly a lot of my 80s 90s nostalgia has to do with some weird like not typical things. Like I I have like a discontinued soda collection that is literally <laughs> that like, like these li- li- limited edition sodas that they had de- sometimes decades ago that wow. I have gotten like empty cans through like eBay. I've Fuego? got like what's the ICP? <laughs> Fago? Fago? Do you have any Fago? <laughs> no, I don't have Fago. Oh. I've got new Coke. Remember new oh, Coke? Oh, yeah, I remember new oh, Coke. What about uh, Pepsi Clear? Crystal of course Pepsi. you have Pepsi Clear, Crystal right? Pepsi. Crystal I, Pepsi. Yes. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yes. Yes, uh, all that stuff. All that stuff. My, I mean, oh, my uh, son got uh, remember Ecto, Zima. Ecto Cooler. Oh, you got that? Ecto Coolers. Oh, I remember that. Ecto, cool, Ecto Cooler was the first thing that brought – that. Ecto Cooler brought – it was the the door that I stepped through that, that took me to this it weird. Was your, it was your gateway. Drink. It was your gateway. Yes, your gateway drink. It was. I have I have like boxes of old ecto coolers. Oh wow! I, oh Jesus! Those are probably I'll drink gnarly. Them someday, I guess. Surge. You got some surge. No, it's fine. It's shake them up. Oh, I got yeah. surge. I got surge. In wow. fact, uh, Coca Cola showed my surge video when they brought it back. I did like a we did a fun review, and we don't do normal reviews. What we did was we put the surge into a super soaker gun. Remember super soakers? Yeah, oh yeah. And we sh- we and we shot it in my friend's mouth. And <laughs> yep. I love it. And so Coca Cola uh, used that video on their put on their marketing page. So. so I just had a repressed memory. Oh. <laughs> so do you remember the surge commercials? Where yeah. one guy would yell out, Extreme! No, he would yell out, Surge! And then everyone would start like running for the Surge, right? The, the yes. drink. Yes. Uh, when, I was in, when I was a teenager in church, uh, we filmed a video like as a, like a parody of Surge, but instead of Surge, it was the Word, as in the Word of God. <laughs> oh, and, God! We need this video! One of the kids, uh, like, so he, we had him, and we did it all in black and white, like the Surge commercials, right? And it's like, you know, he's mm-hmm. yelling out, yeah. the, word. <laughs> the Word! And, uh, oh, yeah. My oh, my goodness. So, I hadn't thought about that in a while. So. I bet you thought it was so cool back then. <laughs> Oh, all, all right. right. Is it wrap That's up awesome. time? Yeah, I think so. Just about, yeah. Um, mm. But anyway, man, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, hanging out with us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and you said it's just Michael no Underwin on most social media platforms, yes. right? Awesome. And then Mike and Gary. Yep. Yep. Mike and the letter N. Mike and yes. Gary. Is uh, it on cool YouTube. Yes. if we share that on our, our, on our, on our neuro detergent page? We're Absolutely. Just start linking you all share, your shit. Okay. Share it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we share the. All right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Mike. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We should definitely get together and yeah. uh, get nostalgic about you some should, '80s and '90s you stuff. You should show up, uh, maybe yes. like as a guest on. Do our, you remember? Our trivia. We do have a, we do have a few minutes. Do you remember you and I actually meeting in person? Uh, yeah, it was at the uh, captain's. The ball captain Springfield. Yeah, right? a friend of mine invited yeah. me out, and you kept hitting my vape. <laughs> and you showed us your new yeah. yeah. but way, way uh, to oh, out him. Yeah. I mean, I. Never, never like really talked to the dude before he walks out. Hey, can I hit that? And he just we like might starts. Like, cut that out. It's a nicotine. It's a nicotine. It's a nicotine vape. That's not a bad thing, right? Is I don't that, know. Do we? Yeah, do we need yeah, to cut I, this out? Like, is I, someone going to get I mad if they hear that? I, 
No, it's fine. I used to have a, like a nicotine vape and I quit, but like yeah. that day I was just really stressed out and I was just like, I saw it. And was, I was it like, pre or post COVID? Post COVID. This was like oh, within the last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Within this was uh, yeah. like probably September, October. Yeah. I would have It was right. It was like that. right when I first moved back. Right when I met you. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. Oh, all right all right man well on that note uh if you anyone listening wants to uh check mike's stuff out it's, hit him up on all of his social media check it out um you can email us neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com you can send us a message on facebook send us a voice message whatever uh you can also donate to us if uh you feel like you want to uh help us out you can do that through uh the link on spotify but uh everyone have a great week and we'll see you next time bye bye bye